Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. All right, the big breaking news. Clay is uh, over there doing some backflips. I don't even know he could do backflips. He's very nimble, very agile. Uh, fellow uh, Hunter Biden indicted on federal gun charges. The indictment this is from NBC News. The indictment against the president's son comes after a plea agreement on tax and gun charges fell apart in July amid a probe of his finances by House Republicans. The two counts are tied to I guess they wait. They say it's uh, let me see. Is it two counts or three? counts? Well, they say here two counts are tied to Biden allegedly filing a form that he was not an illegal drug user when he purchased a Colt Cobra in October of 2018. Third count is that he possessed a firearm while using a narcotic. The problem with trying to fight that charge is I think he basically has, like, video or photos of him with mounds of cocaine waving a gun around with prostitutes. It's going to be tough, going to be tough to convince people that that's He also not. admitted it in his book that he was drug at. I mean, like, he has basically yeah. admitted that he violated these these laws. Now, Now, here's where... Um, here's where this is going to really, where the rubber's really going to meet the road. Um, Hunter Biden is, you, you got a lot of things coming together here. We talked about earlier in the week. I said this with the Ignatius piece. You're going to have to see the snowball effect. It's going to have to be an avalanche. It's going to have to be the movement of many simultaneous pieces. Nancy Pelosi kind of said, no, no, no. No, no, we're not, we're not doing it. She kind of slapped that down in the last time she was on air, uh, you know, speaking to, uh, CNN. But here we have a moment that creates considerable weakness for the president politically if this should go forward and be a problem. Here's how I see this though playing out, Clay. I'm just going to put this out there. Cause right, right now it, I, I understand. There's a, there's a lot of riding on this one because if Hunter actually gets prosecuted, taken into court and is facing prison time, um, we'd go back, you know, you, you extended your bet. It didn't happen last year. You said you thought it would happen this year. I said it didn't, definitely didn't happen last year, but you know, I, I thought it wasn't going to happen this year again. Here's what I think they're going to do. Um, they're going to, 
go into negotiations over this. They're going to push the trial back, and Joe Biden's going to say, see, the justice system is working. Even my own son faces justice. They're going to turn up the pressure even more on, and Donald Trump is not only going to be tried, he should go to prison, and they are going to stay with Biden. That is how I think this still plays out. What are you seeing here right now on this one? Meaning, I don't think Hunter Biden sees the inside of a prison cell because dad's going to pardon him one way or another before that could ever happen. So my initial read on this was that Merrick Garland would need to charge Hunter Biden in order to charge Donald Trump and that he would argue in doing so that people can go back and listen. We said this years ago that he would say you're not above the law, whether you're the former president of the United States or the current president's son, the law, there are consequences. Merrick Garland tried to sweetheart deal this thing. Totally. Totally tried to sweetheart deal this thing. They worked it through, and here's what happened. Judge Noriega. Can, can I, wait, I, I know you're going to give yeah, the Judge Noriega yeah. high five. Can I just throw this in the clay? Think about this. If you're Hunter and his team, they were... Yes. Inches. I mean, this yes. was diving into the end zone with the football to win the game for them, and they came up two inches short. So a couple of things. One, the House, uh, let's give credit here. People say, okay, what, what does it matter if you win the House or you win the Senate? The House developed all of this evidence, including the public testimony of the IRS agents. I think if Shapley and the other guy's name, who I'm forgetting, if they don't come forward and tell the story of the rig job of this uh, of this investigation, then the Department of Justice would not have been humiliated and called out in what is clearly a sweetheart deal that they had put together. So the evidence that was developed by the House allowed this story to get out, and then Judge Noriega read all this, knew all this, saw it, and said, I'm not rubber stamping this deal. To your point, Buck, they expected when they walked into that courtroom that they were free and clear and that Hunter Biden was going to have no consequences. And I said, this is what I argued should happen. If Noriega stood up and said no, that they would need to appoint a special counsel, which is what happened, and now there are charges being filed. And this is important, Buck, because the charges being filed, it ends any concern, at least on these charges, for this running out, right, for the statute of limitations passing yes. and for there not being able I, to be any charges brought. I will throw this out there. I am not convinced that the fix is not still in. They have filed the indictment. What happens now? What's the negotiation over this? How long does it take? When would the trial be? If I'm Hunter Biden, I either take a plea that is no jail time. Oh, and then I can have my dad pardon me so I can keep my law license, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, or... Um, I extend it out so that I don't see the courtroom in time for dad to pardon me from the whole thing anyway. Yeah, we got a lot that we need to discuss. Let me also mention this as we go to break to come back and talk about it. The other big aspect here, what's going to happen with the tax charges next? Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. 
And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in uh, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Big time news. If you're just getting in your car... Appreciate everybody who's been hanging out for the first couple of hours. We've got major breaking news just came down in the last 20 minutes or so. Hunter Biden has been charged with three felonies relating to lying on gun ownership forms. There still remains all of the felony tax charges that are out there. So I still want to say, uh, while this is important, because the indictment means that we don't have to worry about uh, whether the statute of limitations is going to run out. There still are those tax charges, and there needs to be felony charges filed for those as well. 800-282-2882. I believe we're going to be joined by Miranda Devine at the bottom of this hour to break down much of this. And Andy McCarthy potentially uh, in, may in come time. in at one point. Yes. We're, we're putting out the Andy Andy Bat signal on, on this one, and... Okay, we discussed just for anyone who's joining us three felon three charges, they're felony charges against Hunter Biden having to do with possession of a firearm while a user of a controlled substance, illegal controlled substance and also lying on the federal background form when you buy Clay, you've never you've never bought a gun, have you? Have you ever gone through this process? I mean, when you no, do No, I have not. Yeah. No, I have not. Yeah. So when you go through it, I mean, I've done it. It's actually funny now you're doing it on an iPad. Uh, but you go and you click and you say, you say, I know I swear under penalty of perjury and you're actually, it's a federal document and the ATF and, um, 
you know, federal government are, are checking their their uh, NICS system, the National Instant Background Check System. Anyway, they do these things. There's a process, and Hunter is now facing these three indictments. Okay, hold on a second. Let's let's take a look at what what we have said this week because this is a moment. We don't want to get ahead yep. of where we are. The Ignatius column drops. Washington now, Post think... stud right. columnist, their guy says he shouldn't run. I think you may be the first person in history to describe David Ignatius as a stud, but I know what they're, you mean. Well, they're important... to the extent that anybody in the Washington Post firmament, like they're, uh, they're yeah, yeah, yeah. day one starter. This is their, this, that's right. He, he is a, for the Washington Post columnist set, he is QB1. Okay. Yes. So, uh, you like that, by the way? That's Thank good. You. Very good. Thank QB1. Yeah. Well done. So here's where we are. He laid it out. He said, we do this within a month or it doesn't happen. Yes. You and I have been saying this for months. There's a timeline here, right? Yep. That people who are, you know, if someone's going to email us the, the the middle of December and say, guys, any moment now, it's like, actually, no, because it can't. Because you're effectively ceding critical states to the Republicans because you won't be able to get on the ballot in those states with a candidate who has not yet been declared and gone through that process, right? So there is a timeline here. What we said about the Ignatius thing was it can't just be the Ignatius column. Keep an eye out. We said this about The View and CNN. Take a look and see if there are other voices that all jump in and decide it is time, right? It is time to do this now. The timing here of the gun charge, the Ignatius column, and the fact that this is the eleventh hour to make this kind of switch means that I don't. Know, I would say that I don't think it will happen, but there may be a palace coup attempt of sorts underway within the Democrat Party. They there may be a real effort to do this right now. We talked about this in a big way. Let's start with the Washington Post column. That is not for you. I understand people out there are like I don't know why you care about this column. The Washington Post column editorial page, every single person of any prominence in Washington, D.C. reads it every day. This is, it's, it's Pravda for Beltway Democrats. This is, this is, this sets the talking points for the Big P party. So they would not write this story. Sometimes columnists, I've been a columnist full-time job before, Buck. Sometimes you are reacting to what happened in the 24 hours before. Maybe you're reacting in the 48 or 72 hours before. This is a column that they have been planning for months. And they waited until after Labor Day to drop this. You don't say on the Washington Post editorial board, if you are this columnist, Joe Biden shouldn't run without this being debated, discussed, and talked about for months. They chose this timing. Okay. Also, Joe Biden is being uh, impeached. Same exact week. They know that the House is coming back into session. It's not crazy to think that Republicans are going to move. We have the impeachment inquiry underway. And now you have felony charges being brought against Hunter Biden. I would want all of you out there to think about this. It is Joe Biden's Department of Justice that is bringing felony charges against Hunter Biden. Do you think the Washington Post didn't know this was going to happen? Do well, you to think be the fair, grand- we, we had on this show why yes. said... A week on ago. D- buys is September 29th. Right. He but, said but, that there were going to be gun charges and it was going to happen this month. So everyone technically knew. But I think they knew the day that it was going to happen. Because you don't draft a felony indictment of the president's son 
without everybody in the Department of Justice knowing that the president's son is about to be indicted for felony charges. So I think this would have been well known in the Department of Justice and also in like Joe Biden didn't find out. He'll probably claim that he did when they, when Corinne Jean-Pierre gets questioned, they'll be like, what did the president find out that his son was going to be indicted? Oh, he found out on the news, just like all of you. B.S. The president's son doesn't get indicted by his own Department of Justice without the president knowing it's happening. I, I So I, I can see how this confluence of events, and I do not think it is, I would not say it is a coincidence. I think there is a real possibility here. I don't know, Clay, that um, the Washington Post was thinking about dropping this months in advance as an entity, but I'm sure there were discussions about the timing of it in the last few weeks. Uh, you know, I, I think that they... I, I think my my theory would be Ignatius is known for a couple. It's not like he suddenly decided two weeks ago that Biden needs to step down. He's been thinking about it for months. I bet he's been talking about it with his editors. They said, okay, if you want to do it, we don't want to do it till after Labor Day when everybody starts to pay attention because this is kind of a bombshell opinion to share. So here's how this is going to go, I think. And I mean, I don't mean, oh, a year from now. I mean, right now. You're going to see... Either the Democrat apparatus, all of a sudden, it's like dominoes start to fall. This is what we, and we said this could happen based on the Ignatius column. That was before yep. we knew yep. there was going to be this Hunter Biden indictment. You could see all of a sudden CNN and others. Now, I'll say the Washington Post headline on this, and the headline matters, is Hunter Biden indicted on gun charges, a setback for president's family after plea deal fell apart. That, to me, is not thrown under the bus that is still holding back the possibility here that they're going to do what i think they're going to do which is joe biden will say something or they'll put out you know Cree jean pierre the white house whomever they'll say something like we uh you know hunter deserves his day in court he has a presumption of innocence we will let the process play out and this shows that no one is above the law including donald trump they're going to always try to tie that in whenever they can right because they I've been saying this as well. They want to throw Trump in prison. Trust me. If, if they're going to even go through the indicting the son of Hunter, uh, of Joe Biden situation, they are more than willing in this Biden DOJ to try to actually put Donald Trump in a cell. But put that aside for a second. It's going to be, so I don't think that this necessarily means it's game over for Hunter's, you know, effort to stay out of prison and, and to basically get away with, remember, he's already gotten away with the, the fair violations, and there's some stuff that the statutes run out on. I think that they'll just say, let the process play out, and this thing gets delayed. And then the question is, does Joe Biden weather this politically in the meantime? Joe Biden, let's remember everybody, very adept at using personal tragedy for political convenience. He's very good at playing the sympathy card. He may say, my son is an addict. How many out there know what that is like? I did my best for my son. I cannot wash away all of his sins. He is facing just, you know, I don't want to give him any ideas, but I'm just saying this is kind of what I could see Joe Biden doing. The change in this would be, Clay, if you hear the big voices in the Democrat Party say, Joe Biden needs to tend to family matters and his age is such a concern and it's time we look elsewhere. If that happens, the dominoes all fall and you've got a very, I, but that hasn't happened yet and I still don't believe it will. They will all get asked now. You know how when you're walking around in the halls of Congress and somebody has said something and the media member runs up and they say, 
you know, it's got like a game of telephone. Did you see so-and-so said so-and-so? Do you have a comment on it? They'll all get asked about this now. Here is my crazy idea, potentially, Buck. Does Biden now that his son is charged, and I think he's going to get charged in the taxes now. I think he will get charged for tax felonies too. Now, to be fair, this thing will not happen until 2024. The felony tax charges are still going to come, I think, as well. Okay. Uh, I think they took off 15 and 16, if I remember correctly, off the board. Which was the worst, but that was the worst of the possible tax charges, yes. Uh, but I think there's still tax, felony tax charges outstanding that could be brought in 17 and 18, and that's the pressure that still needs to be brought, not just the gun charges. And it is interesting that they didn't bring those simultaneously. I'd be curious to hear why that was. It could be that they think that the, uh, that the location for those charges needs to be California. I'm not sure where, uh, Hunter Biden was domiciled in 17 or 18, just that that's legal procedural questions. But, uh, cause I think uh, the, the goal of the special counsel was to allow him to bring charges in Wait, either place. I'm like the audience here. What's your crazy idea? Let's, let's hear it. Crazy, crazy idea, idea is Biden comes out, pardons his son and Trump and says, I'm still running. That may be the craziest thing you've ever said on the show. I think that might because be the craziest. I'm not I, saying I, you're look, wrong because t- I can't tell see me. The future, tell but. me if this is not. Look again. Don't think about it as a partisan. Think about it if you are Joe Biden and you want to continue the idea that you are a uniter, not a divider, that you're trying to heal the country. Tell me that one of his advisors could not write a speech. Joe Biden walks out, says, "In the interest of making America no. healed." I am going to pardon Donald Trump. Because remember, this is the this is the angle on it that I think would still have some cogency. He can only uh, pardon him for federal charges, so it would just take off D.C. and uh, and South Florida. It would still allow the prosecution in New York and in uh, well, New Atlanta. York has no teeth, and Georgia doesn't happen. I think we agree until after the election, anyway. So it doesn't. But really... those state charges would still be standing. But my point on it is the only way that he can pardon Hunter without destroying his own political viability going forward is, I think, if he also pardoned Trump. I, we, you and I see this differently. He, he just says the justice, this is the guy who always, this is the guy who talked about, again, and I don't want to be insensitive here, but he would leverage the tragedy of losing a wife and daughter in a car accident for years. And then he leveraged the tragedy of Bo Biden dying from brain cancer. And lie, he lied about both of those things. He said that his yep. wife was killed by a drunk driver, which was not true. He said Bo Biden gave his life in service in Iraq, which was not true. He died Correct. of a brain tumor. Very sad. But now it's going to be, my son is a crack addict. This is the America we live in. He made bad mistakes. You know, he made bad decisions and he will pay for them. He will face justice. I will, but what really is going to happen is they're going to delay it. They're going to wait and they're going to see. And if Joe Biden wins, he doesn't care about what the what the judgment of the people will be in December if he pardons his own son so he doesn't go to prison. But and if Joe Biden loses, he doesn't care. You see, so I don't. Yeah, see but the I think the to... Democrat Party does because remember, as soon as Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon, he effectively gave the Democrats the White House in 1976. That's why Jimmy Carter won. That was the right decision Gerald Ford made to pardon Richard Nixon for the country. But he basically wrote off his chance of winning, and that wasn't his family member. I think if Joe Biden pardons Hunter Biden, 
Just but Hunter Biden. But you, but deal with what I'm saying, which is that he won't have to even pardon him for a, for a, a year. I mean, it's just I agree. Go- but I'm saying even if he won re-election, it, let's pretend Joe Biden wins in 2024, and then he comes out and he says, "I'm going to pardon Hunter." I think it would destroy. I think Joe, Joe Biden would, if he pardons Hunter, I think it would destroy him forever politically. I don't think he cares. He's like a hundred years old and he's well, got I mean, that term. But I think the Democrat Party does because yeah. it, because then it destroy. I really think they it would destroy They have no principles to protect Clay. I don't think, but I don't think that, you know. We've never is... seen, it's, it's something to think about because I, I don't think we've ever seen a president. Somebody do, uh, research on the I mean, team. Trump, Trump, I believe pardoned Jared Kushner's father from felony conviction after you know, there were a bunch of Trump pardons at the end that where people were like, oh, okay. Yeah, that we I don't think really that's, talk about. I think that's different in terms of like your direct blood relative. Has any president ever pardoned a son or daughter for a felony conviction or to avoid a felony conviction in the history of the United I mean, States? I'd also say this, Clay, a big part of what the Republicans are running on right now, and everyone has said this out loud, who's got big megaphones in the, in the conservative media, Trump can pardon himself if he wins. And that's it. We're, so if we're running on the Trump can pardon himself if he wins, I don't think Democrats care if Biden wins and he pardons his son because he's going to say it was a political hit job or, or whatever. I just I don't I look, think we, I think we it will would see. Be, yeah, it, 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 we'll see in the next few weeks. Is Biden no longer politically viable and Democrats are making that decision? I think that they still think he's their only hope. I think that he can. This guy, Clay, the fact that he's president is an exercise in defying the laws of of like rationality yeah. uh of of what is reasonable of what is decent of what is sane um I don't think he thinks he's done after this and hey well, let's let's see we got we got Miranda Devine she'll be with us in a few moments um it's funny we're going to have Andy on Andy was on Fox so technically I guess he can't do two hits simultaneously um but uh we we'll we'll talk to more people about this I leave open the possibility that the palace coup could happen and this could be a part of it I still think Joe Biden pushes through this. And I, I look, I think your idea, Clay, I don't even know what to say. If you're right and Joe Biden did that, I, you know, like I think it might is, win him the presidency. That would be the, I, I think mean, it's the only way the most... he could, only way he could pardon his son and actually benefit from it. That's the way that I'm thinking. How can you get what you want and benefit from it? That's the, the only Democrat way I can party would absolutely lose their minds if Joe Biden pardoned Donald Trump. I mean, I'm talking about like they would burn down cities across the country. They would absolutely lose their minds if Joe Biden pardoned Donald Trump. Like dogs and cats living together, full on mass hysteria, cross the streams, key master of Gozer, stay puff, stay puff blowing up. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's, let's, we'll take some of your calls on this too. 800-282-2882. We will get into uh, all this. Obviously, this is a passive. It's a crazy day and we are so. Uh, honored and so happy that all of you are continuing to spend it with all of us here. So thank you for that one. Um, new college students are prime targets for cyber hackers. Think about it for a second. They're online registering for classes, clubs, opening new accounts. Cyber hackers are so clever, so quick. They can get right in there, get their information, open up accounts, and then what happens? It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. That's why you need LifeLock by Norton. Sign up, get LifeLock, and they will help protect your online identity. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Save 25% off your first year with my name, Buck, as your promo code. Go to LifeLock.com, promo code Buck. That's LifeLock.com, promo code Buck, or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. He's Buck Sexton. He's Clay Travis. 
together, they're breathing sanity into an insane world. It's Thursday, everybody. Welcome to Clay and Buck. We got a lot to talk to you about today on the program. Looking forward to it. First off, Nancy Pelosi changing history or changing the rules. Which one? I guess it actually could be both because it looks like she changed the rules and she's trying to change history. About impeachments, we shall discuss that in a little bit. Is Kamala ready for running the country? Pelosi was also asked about that. We've got a trump Megan Kelly interview with some uh, interesting exchanges, specifically on on COVID and vaccines, which I think we will uh, have some time for sure to dive into here. And we've also got some of the latest on where the polls stand, where the races stand. But I actually want to take a step back for a second because you're often hearing, uh, and Clay and I both read a an editorial in the Wall Street Journal today about this. You'll, you'll hear about Bidenomics. And essentially the argument that is being made is since we aren't in a horrific recession with mass layoffs and, uh, you know, a stock market down 30% or more or something. Since it isn't pure economic devastation out there, Biden has somehow done a good job. Um, that's, that's a, a very charitable reading to put it mildly of what's actually going on. So what this piece looks at is based on census data. Again, this, this from the Wall Street Journal. And here, let me, let me give this quote to everybody. Biden's trying to avoid the real story, which is that the Census Bureau says median household income adjusted for inflation fell last year by $1,750 to $74,580. It is down $3,670 from 2019. And households in the fourth income quintile making between ninety-four dollars and $153,000 Lost forty six hundred dollars in twenty twenty two, and sixty seven hundred dollars since twenty nineteen. When you're looking at real household income, people are on an annualized basis thousands of dollars poorer than they were before Biden was in charge. A huge part of this clay clearly is inflation, which is chewing away at the wages of people who live on wages. It's different than people who own a lot of assets. That can function as a, uh, you know, if you own the properties, right, you can raise the rents as inflation goes up. But if you're wage-dependent, people are getting hurt by this. I think the only point that Biden can make at this phase, or the only way that they can try to sell people on Bidenomics, is the usual class warfare junk, right? It's about the billionaires and, you know, they're whatever. Which that's just that just relies on envy and economic illiteracy. The other option is to say, well, I didn't steer us right into a depression, did I? That's pretty much where we are. This is this is where the crux of this lies, because people get confused when you say, oh, inflation, I think, was up three point nine percent over last year. People don't experience inflation year over year. Three point seven. Yeah, three point seven. They They look at it in the context of. What's their actual buying power? And and that's what I've tried to keep hammering home. And I give credit to the Wall Street Journal because I, I read this this morning and I said, okay, this really crystallizes it. If you feel like you legitimately have less money in your pocket than you did 
before Joe Biden became president. You're not making that up. Again, the numbers here, Buck, the average median income. So, right, median, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think the median is not the average. But if you put like there's 330 million Americans out there, this is the absolute middle of because, you know, Elon Musk makes the trillion dollars or whatever else the averages can get skewed. This is what the real person in the dead center middle of the country, median real income household average was seventy eight thousand two hundred and fifty dollars in twenty nineteen. The last full year before COVID started. All right. You want to know what the impact of the Trump economy was. You were having a lot more money in your pocket. $78,250. All right. 2019. Now in 2022, you have 74,580. Again, the dead smack dab in the middle American out there all over the country, different regions geographically. I understand $74,000 in New York City is different than 74000 in Montgomery, Alabama, right? I mean, we all know this, but that's $4,000 basically, Buck, in real dollars that you had in your pocket. So if you're out there and you're thinking to yourself, man, it feels like I have less money, I'm working just as hard and it feels like I have less money to be able to take care of my family. It's not your imagination. And so when they try to come out and say, Bidenomics is working, everybody, everything is rolling here. No, Joe Biden has been one of the worst guys on the economy in any of our lives. And this is the crux of the argument that I think Republicans need to be making. And Buck, I got a couple of other data points here. Do you know what, according to the Quinnipiac poll that came out yesterday, you know what the approval rating is nationwide for Joe Biden on the economy? 35%. Uh, I, I asked a question. 35. I was going to say 35, but Clay, oh, I cut you off. Were you question. really going to say 35? No, I was going to say 39, to be honest with you. Okay. So 35. 35%. That's lower. His overall approval rating is 39%. It ain't good, but he's 35% on the economy. And you hear all these guys out there, the quote-unquote elite media, they're like, why aren't people giving Biden credit for the economic situation? Do they not realize what an amazing job he's done avoiding a recession? And the answer is they've got $4,000 less in their pocket than they did before Joe Biden became president. Here's also why I think this is going to be uh, a bigger problem for Democrats, and and not just Joe Biden. This one goes beyond. These macroeconomic sentiments have down-ballot consequences. It's more than just, oh, the guy who's at the top is responsible for all of this because of what the Democrats in the legislature have voted for, the, uh, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act, which has all this welfare basically for, you know, electric cars and solar panels and all this other climate change nonsense. It's really a climate change deal that they give away deal that they pretended was an inflation reduction. Notice the Inflation Reduction Act, Clay, went in this summer, and inflation's still going up. <laughs> inflation has not been yeah. completely tamed the way that they had promised that it would be. So clearly it failed, but that doesn't surprise anybody. But I, I think that the longer we get from the pandemic and the Trump presidency, and you saw this with the Obama administration, too. Remember, the first two years Obama was in office when he took over from Bush, It was, you know, the car was in the ditch and we had to take the car out of the ditch and it wasn't our fault. And and to some degree that works, that buys you some time, right? But now we're going into year four of the Biden economy 
And I think anybody who is just looking at what it has done on a dollars and cents basis for their lives recognizes this isn't, this isn't an improvement. This isn't working. Yeah. They didn't shut down all four years of sectors of the economy. Am I supposed to be grateful for that? You know, under a COVID mandate, this is insane. And so I think that now the, oh, it's not our fault. The guy before us messed it all up. That's not going to fly. And these numbers are tough for them to grinding inflation, high energy prices, high food prices in year four, which is what we're heading into. That's tough to blame on the guy before you. And also, Buck, this is important for everybody out there listening. It's important to understand the arguments that they're trying to make that are not rooted in reality. But what they will say is your wages have gone up. And that's true because over time wages do go up unless you're in a totally defunct economy. But here's the problem. And this is what this number gets to the essence of. If your wages go up 2% and inflation is 8%, That's a real loss of buying power for you. And people feel it, but I don't know that they necessarily sit there and look at the economic data because what Biden's saying is, you know, your wages are up uh, 2% this year. Okay, well, to your point, if inflation's 3.7% in real dollars, you're actually losing money. In order to make money, your income has, in in terms of uh, increasing your buying power, your income has to exceed the rate of inflation, right? And I feel like the Biden people are taking advantage of, first of all, a lot of people in media don't understand basic business and, I mean, are just economically illiterate. So they say, well, wages are up 2%. I don't know why people are upset. Well, they're upset because inflation is at 3.7%. So if I got a 2% uh, increase in my salary, I actually lost 1.7% of my buying power. And that's what... This is the argument, right? You need to be able to make that argument because this is why Biden's so underwater. People feel it. I don't know that Republicans, Buck, are making the argument of why they feel the way they do. People aren't dumb. They know. I, I keep using my Chick-fil-A example, but when I'm going through the Chick-fil-A drive through and I'm having to pay $50 for uh, you know a bunch of sandwiches for my kids, I, I'm like, I can't believe that it costs this much. I know everybody who goes through the grocery store these days is like, are you kidding me? I'm still buying the same stuff, and now it's you know twenty percent more. You also look at if you're if you're let, let's take that example, the median household income, which you could say is by the numbers, you know, dead center middle class. Now, just as an aside, you know, if you make seventy thousand dollars in New York City, which I used to make less than that living in New York City, you are yeah. not middle class for New York City. If you make seventy thousand dollars living in Tulsa. You're, you're kicking butt. You got like three cars in the driveway and a 5,000 square foot house, right? So, you know, it, the, the cost of living is not taken into the yes. median. So for anyone who's like, I don't feel middle class and I make 70 or I have feel way better. Well, where you live makes an enormous difference. You know, if you make $70,000 in the San Francisco Bay area, you're living in your car. Okay. So it very, that's actually real, by the way. There are Google engineers who make like a hundred grand. Have you seen these articles? And they, Crazy. they sleep in their cars and they, so I'm not just making that up. That's what I, I talk. I mean, by the way, you know this, but for, uh, people who aren't from New York, like we have a bunch of young outkick employees in their twenties. I cannot believe what their rent in Manhattan is. Yes. Like my mind almost blows up at the idea. I mean, the notion of, of savings and investments as a young person in his twenties and thirties living in New York city with no money except what he was making day to day. It's very, very challenging. True in some other major cities, but okay. So you look at that, that household, that, give or take uh, household income, 
and you see what are the expenses, what are the costs that can really affect you and really put pressure on you. Why are we seeing credit card defaults, Clay, as we are dramatically escalating? Well, food and energy costs, yes, you know, heating and cooling your home, but also gasoline going way up, have been way up, and that adds up over time. And they've gone up far more than any increase in wages when you take the inflationary uh, inflationary aspect of the wages and what you can buy with them into account. So people that are making, you know, we'll call it anywhere, you know, 50 to 70 grand household income are really getting the uh, raw end of the deal here. It's not good. And what's so interesting about it is that the Biden mantra, Clay, as you know, is always, oh, we're growing the economy from the middle out, folks, middle out, you know, not top down. Yep. And you sit here and you go, you know, Captain Aviator's over there when he knows where he is, Joe Biden. He's, what he's saying is the, is the, it's not just that it's not true, Clay. It is the opposite of reality, which is that the people that are being hurt the most, if you're on welfare, Democrats are actually pretty good because they're expanding the welfare net for you. And if you own a ton of assets, you know, you can, those asset prices can continue to go up even with inflation. So you're doing fine. So if you're rich, if you're poor, Democrats are great. If you're in the middle, they stink. And that's where Joe Biden's vulnerable. And 100%, you're right about all that. It also is so funny to me because I read the the New York Times editorial page every day so you don't have to. They keep on the editorial page saying, I don't know why Americans aren't giving Biden credit for the economy. Because they're, the average, the dead middle average part of this country is getting hammered by Joe Biden's economic How, how many people who work in the New York Times news, or how many people who write for or work in the New York Times newsroom have spent, you know, and not including their time in college, more than a year outside of New York, Boston, or Washington D.C. Low, not very, not very many. Yeah, very low. Uh, let's face it, debt comes with a stigma. Whether it's student loan debt, car loan debt, money shackles hold Americans back. Unless you're Dutch Mindenhall, he's the co-founder, CEO of Rad Diversified, the president of the Alternative Investment Association. Dutch thinks the way we view debt is backwards. He wrote a book called Money Shackles about using debt to your advantage. Dutch is on a mission to be at the forefront of the greatest financial change in American history and to look beyond Wall Street and see the future of alternative investments. Dutch explains how you can tap into lucrative alternative investment vehicles to redefine your American dream. Learn more. Get a copy at therad.com. That's T-H-E-R-A-D.com. Break free from your money shackles. Get rid of the stigma at therad.com. Truth-seeking, reality-telling. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. 
And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years. And in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. As I've said for some time, I read the Washington Post and the New York Times every day, so you do not have to do it yourself. And the interesting evolution that I am seeing, Buck, is the New York Times opinion page is suddenly starting to occasionally have actually interesting opinions rooted in fact that might make the people who read the New York Times a bit uncomfortable. And Buck, I saw this. I wanted to hit you with it because I couldn't believe I was where I was reading it. This is a Nicholas Kristoff editorial in the New York Times today. The one privilege liberals ignore is the headline. And it, the, the subheading here is we can't talk about poverty without addressing the breakdown of marriage and family. And I read this whole thing, and I would actually encourage all of you out there to read this, too, because uh, here's a couple of stats that he starts off the column with. Families headed by single mothers are five times as likely to live in poverty as married couple families. Children in single mother homes are less likely to graduate from high school or earn a college degree, more likely to become single parents themselves, perpetuating the cycle. 30% of American children now live with a single parent or with no parent at all. One reason for the sensitivity uh, that he's talking about, people won't talk about it, racial disparities. Single parenting less common in white and Asian households. Only, this, this, this stat blew me away, only 38% of black kids live with married parents. 38%. couple of Wait, other this, stats here. Yeah. Okay. I just, this has been known for decades. The, yes. the amount of research, sociological research that has gone into this, it is ironclad. Does he go into the crime stats on this too? I, I didn't read this article. You did. 
But that's uh, another one where uh and and actually hat tip uh Ann Coulter on this one. She brought this forward um back in I think it was her book uh, her book Mugged when she looked at the stat numbers for people of single parent homes and the violent crime crossover as in if you not that someone from a single parent home is going to be violent but if you look at people guilty of violent crimes the number that come from single parent homes or no parent homes is astronomical doesn't surprise me at all here's where the the crux i'd never seen this data before buck listen to this 91% of college educated conservatives agree children are better off if they have married parents 91% of college-educated conservatives. Only 30% of college-educated liberals agree. They're out of their minds. They're okay. wrong on based on all the data. They are destroying the lives of people who are less fortunate by refusing to look at the obvious reality here. And, you know, Nicholas Kristof, he likes to, yeah, he's sort of right, like an article like this. And, you know, and then we're all supposed to say, He's not going to actually carry the torch on this. He's not going to push this when there's pushback against him. It's once a year he'll write something like this, and then the cowardice will set in. Sorry, I've just, I did, yeah. I, I was on Bill Maher with this guy before. I, I know his whole routine. He's a, he's a, among the, anyway. Keep, keep, keep going, Clay. I'm sorry. I get, I, got... I get the argument. I mean, well, he was going to run for governor of Oregon as a Democrat, right? Wasn't he the guy at the New York Times and they found out that he wasn't eligible because he hadn't lived in Oregon long enough? Am yes, I, he's I think a dishonest, I'm cringing lib is my, is my fundamental. But the point question. here is this is really emblematic. What he points out is 30% of college educated liberals, uh, uh, are willing to say children are better off if they have married parents. Only 30%. Yet, those college-educated liberals overwhelmingly get married and have kids. Well, that, that's in what their I mean by life. destroying. They're destroying yes. the lives. They, you know, the, the the people who go to who go to you know Oberlin and Brown University and Berkeley and and really any college these days, like for the most part, Amherst is just as bad. I'm not taking shots at those schools that don't apply to the place where I went. I think Vanderbilt's maybe a little more conservative. I don't know. I can't speak to Vanderbilt. I don't but, know what you know, it's like now. Um, but. Uh, but you know, it, I, have you heard this phrase? This is what the University of Virginia, uh, a sociologist, family expert at the University of Virginia named Brad Wilcox. I thought this summed it up really well. He calls those people the liberals who claim that they believe things that are, you know, like the 30% who would say, oh, there's no need to have two-parent households. He says they talk left, walk right. So they send out all the messaging That's to good. the left wing. That's a really good phrase, right? Well, talk this, left, is, walk right. This is the this is the the foundational sin in so many ways of the modern liberal in America today is to espouse policies that they then try to make themselves or are immune from. This was, I mean, yes, perhaps best what, evidence by Democrats pushing for Obamacare and making sure in Congress and making sure that they wouldn't have to have Obamacare plans or find me a rich, uh, a rich Democrat, um, you know, a Democrat with millions of dollars, which there are far too many of in Congress that have where the income come from. You know, that's a whole other question. Right. But find me a rich Democrat. I'll find you one who sends their kids to private school while pushing everyone else's kids to public schools, including failing public schools who live in not Diverse neighborhoods, while they want to defund police and talk about how it's so important, but they live in a neighborhood where there's very little diversity and very little crime. What's going on with that? Clay, 
They're frauds because to live under left-wing policies is to immiserate yourself, but to live under policies of the, you know, to live your life as somebody on the right while making others sacrifice for the left, Stalin would be proud. That's the way okay. to do it. Here's a, Christoph doesn't hit this in his piece, but I love that phrase. I want all of you to think about it. Think about the number of people you know who talk left but walk right. They will spout left-wing propaganda, but in their own lives, they make conservative decisions. They get married. They have kids inside of families. Okay, why would they do that? Part of it is virtue signaling, but I think the biggest reason here, Buck, is that what's the biggest fear of a left-winger in America today? Um well, I, I, you would probably say being called racist, but I actually think being called anti, an anti-trans bigot scares them more these days, but sure. More, okay, so I would still say it's being called racist. So what they're doing here with all of this commentary is they're trying to protect themselves from accusations of racism. And this goes to the root, I think, fundamental issue that is, is caused is the use of identity politics and everything else. The fear of being called racist has spread to such an extent that even discussing factual accuracies, like this one, Buck, uh, 62% of white kids in low-poverty areas, they still have fathers present in the homes. What percentage of black kids in low-poverty areas have dads in the house? Or low-income areas. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, right. I, I didn't read this article, so I'm guessing. The percentage of uh, white black is 62%. If you're a poor white kid... There's and live in a poor neighborhood. There's still a 62 percent chance that there is a father figure in your home. Same exact half. scenario for black. Half, four percent. Wow. So even if you think about what is the difference, okay, a poor white kid and a poor black kid living in a low income neighborhood. If you're a poor white kid, there's still a 62 percent chance that there is a father figure in your home. There's a 4% chance if you're a poor black kid. Okay, that's a factual data. The people who are being victimized by this are, and then the evidence, you well know this, he talks about this, but as well, when you grow up in poverty, you tend to replicate the same kind of situations. You have kids young. Uh, this is why the four things that I've been hammering for a long time, graduate high school, get a job, get married, don't have a kid till you're 25, your poverty rate is zero regardless of your race. People won't talk about these facts, Buck, because they're afraid of the facts leading to them being called racist, which is why these white well, people say, oh, you don't need a two-parent household. What you're saying is true. I do think it's more than that, though, as well. The the modern Democrat left of the last six, uh, I'm trying to do the math here, let's call it last 60 years or so, their contribution, I'm sorry, whoa. He's, whoa. No, I'm going to cut you off. We got major breaking news. Hunter Biden what? indicted on gun charges. Wow. Buck Sexton. Hunter Major Biden. blockbuster news. Sorry to cut you off mid, uh, mid, uh, I'm reading. I was I about to wax alert. philosophical about the last 70 years of the American <laughs> welfare state and family dissolution. Hunter Biden, so they did indict. Okay. All right. All right. To put the, do you know, I get a stake over on. this? Let's go to break. Do I get a stake over the indictment? No, not over the indictment. He goes to prison. Uh, uh, we'll read, we'll give you the absolute, I'm sorry to cut you off. I know you were going to wax philosophical there, but I was so excited when my news, when I got the news alert on my phone to pop up here. <laughs> this is, you're, you're celebrating so early. 
they're going to do a plea deal here or Joe's going to step in. Hunter is not going to prison. I, here, here is all I not will happening. say. This judge in Delaware, Norieka, if she doesn't, uh, ask, ask questions. I know, Clay. This She's would have never happened. the greatest hero in the history of the jurisprudence I, in I love her. I, I get it. I love I get her. It. I want her autograph. Um, I'd like to meet her at some point. She I still has like made the judge possible. that got rid of the mask mandate more, but we'll, we'll see. I let's like her too. At, I love her too. Let's look at the details of They're my this, two favorite. And let's see what actually happens. An indictment does not mean that there is a trial. It does not mean anyone goes to prison. It does not mean that anything bad happens to them. There are four indictments against Trump, which we talk about a lot, as we know. So we'll get into this. Um, okay. Switching gears here. Important moment. Uh, let's talk about Tunnel the Towers Foundation. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who's helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? The Tunnel the Towers Foundation. The Foundation's in-the-line-of-duty programs honors our nation's heroes and their families. That includes Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. That includes 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings, barbecues, and much more. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. (laughs) I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.